Hello and welcome to Pressing Matters, a bit of an unstructured, rambly, sometimes ranty podcast about what matters most to WordPress developers and business owners. Your hosts are Ian. Hello. And Jack. Hello. Ian's a plugin author, website owner, and developer working with Delicious Brains. And Jack's a plugin author and runs WordPress agency made with fuel. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Pressing Matters. Um, Ian, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm really good. Well, thanks, Jack. Um, yeah, just you doing the usual and yeah, work and launching things at work, which I'll talk about in a sec. But yeah, no, all good. What about yourself? How's the shed? Yeah, yeah the shed. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's uh, I've got a little bit of it done actually this week, which is good. I've got another wall partially insulated so it's it's coming along the progress is so slow now that you know um i've got a, a another baby so um yeah it's just taking a bit longer but yeah it's it's all going all right it's i'm hoping to move in sort of june early july really i'm um, just gonna see see how it how it goes i'm gonna have to enlist some uh, family and friends i think to help as well but yeah it's it's always in the back of my mind and i'm very keen to move in uh the room that i'm in at the moment is soon to be my uh my son's room so i there is a there is an actual deadline now, uh, but uh, but there we go. It's 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 coming along, albeit slowly. But uh, yeah, otherwise, um, yeah, more more or less the same. We uh, at the moment uh, still working with the same clients, still doing the same kind of stuff. Uh, uh, we've had a, kind of an issue uh, recently where their hosting account—they're on a really big WP Engine hosting account—and um, their hosting just. Uh, their their account was maxed out like storage and capacity and cpu and everything and they had to kind of go through the process of of kind of getting more um more resources but you know upgrading their plan and they're already on like one of their enterprise level plans and um it's one of those things that you know you don't come across that often when you work for yourself it's or, or you know you walk work in a small company you can move so quickly so you can say right we need to move the site like this week for example i moved my i moved my site um from one post to another and i was able to do it in about half a day maximum but for them it's like you know they've got to outline the problem write it down talk to somebody you know get them to sign off on the idea or the issue uh, get that approved submit um, you know details for a, a purchase order get that approved then you know get the the funding kind of allocated to them that kind of thing and it just takes forever it's literally taken like three weeks to get your hosting mm. plan upgraded which you know you could have done if, if it was just like me or or yourself or you know a small company of sort of five ten people whatever it might be in the space of a few hours it's just it's one of those things but anyway we are we're there now it's updated and i think it's a bit better i'm not <laughs> entirely convinced yet but we'll uh we'll see so what's, yeah so apart from that it's uh it's all been pretty normal what's the type of site that it's like so resource heavy and intensive is it, is it like, high traffic is it e-commerce um it's more just the size of the site so yeah all the sites are quite high traffic um I say high traffic. I'm not included in all of the uh, numbers, but I would say up to a hundred thousand visitors, like a month, kind of thing. And I could be completely wrong. That's just uh, my understanding of of those sites that I'm working on. It's more the size of it. Like the site I'm, we're doing at the moment is a hundred thousand articles, and um, obviously with that comes with quite a lot of media as well. Um, so there's a storage requirement, and what they do is they they crawl a site before it goes this is so off topic to what we're actually going to be talking about today but anyway (laughs) 
classic pressing matters. Um, yeah, Ed, so they, they crawl the site before they migrate it. Um, so they get an idea of like kind of the site structure and how it's all kind of put together. And then they will crawl it after I've uploaded it to a state that like the staging environment on WP engine um, and then to kind of check against them. And so we can highlight things like, Oh, um, these articles are missing title tags or descriptions, or, you know, has something gone wrong in the import process of, of the content from A to B um, has uh, the site got more redirects. So we get more four or fours or we're hitting server errors, you know, all those sorts of things, <clears throat> excuse me. And, um, it's that process and they can kind of limit or uh, increase the amount of uh, URLs they're crawling at any particular time. But at the moment they've had to basically slow the call down for one URL, one URL per second. They were doing two. They should be able to do a lot more than that really. Um, and it means that it just takes a really long time to crawl, crawl these sites. And when they do it, it's very intensive um, or it can be very intensive, um, especially as uh, they were trying to crawl about three at the same time on this kind of one one hosting account so um it sounds like they're ddosing their own sites like through their their is a a bit like that yeah it just means that you know after they you start doing too much on a site uh the site slows down and then obviously uh the uh, you know if something if a page takes a really long time to load the process will be killed and it spits you out with a 502 error uh, and so you get that and then that basically just stops the crawl in its tracks and you can't it doesn't seem like you can resume it You've got to start it again when you've got a site. that's a hundred thousand articles big That just takes such mm. a long time. So anyway, yeah um, Yeah, wow. yeah, cool. we're, we're dealing with that this week <laughs> Sounds good. Well, we've um, a Delicious brains this week. Well literally yesterday. We've launched we finally pushed spinupwp.com out of uh, beta and that is now public launch so that's quite a milestone for the for the team um obviously quite a couple of developers working on that and the marketing folks it's quite a big thing we've now got a designer as well on board so it's a it's that's a really good milestone because we've been talking about it on this podcast for a while because i'm a user i think you're a user now um but yeah that's it's great to to finally have that out and knowing that sort of, well, selfishly, I can, I can keep using it and it's uh, you know, it's a, it's a going concern for the company and uh, it's only going to get better because there's so many features I think we want to add um, to it and so many sort of improvements because it's only just really, well, Jack, you used it recently, but it's, um, it's kind of like 1.0, I guess. And we we did this release post yesterday and the amount of people commenting saying, Oh, has it got this, this, and this? And it's like, yep, it's on the roadmap. It's, it's coming soon. You know, it's like there will be improvements to this. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that, but also I guess that ties into what we wanted to talk about today is that how do you prioritize um, a product's features, the roadmap for it? How do you like, especially if, like you and me both run, you know, a plugin company. So we're just one, one person or a small team. How do you kind of like decide where to pull yourself to um, either work on that feature or fix that bug or do that improvement or um, I don't know, work on something that's kind of more of a, a developer experience thing, like change all your, um, 
your assets to be compiled using gulp instead of grunt or like you know because all this stuff takes time but where how do you decide what's going to be the most valuable use of your time and it it goes the same with delicious brains because we've got two developers working on spin up and we've got a raft of features that we want to build for it and obviously improvements that are going to come bug fixes how do you prioritize the the time of those developers yeah Um, absolutely I would just want to say um, also congratulations to Just Brains and Spin Up because it is. Um, I have moved my. I, I, we talked about it a couple of um, a couple of episodes ago on when we talked about hosting on, on the podcast, and um, I have been looking into it since, and I made the the uh, the leap, as it were, this uh, this week, um, and moved my um, site best notifications for WordPress or best notifications for WP.com from Cloudways where I was before to Spin Up. Um, and obviously I'm using DigitalOcean and uh, DigitalOcean Spaces as well for like backups and, and the CDN and stuff like that as well, um, albeit I haven't put the CDN in place yet. And the process has been has been really good. So um, I, I've, I've been delighted with all of that. And, and I do recommend it, you know, as, as uh, someone, I, I know, you know, me and you, you know, speak on this podcast, Ian, but if I didn't agree with it or I didn't, or I thought that was an issue, I, I probably wouldn't go to the extent I'm going to right now to sort of say, talk about it or you know whatever i'd probably just kind of move on to the next bit of conversation or something but i i think it has been a great service and i do recommend um people try it out it is it's a it's a painless experience it really is so yeah congratulations to you guys and um yeah great work on on the on the whole thing there um yeah but yeah and and sorry sorry. similarly me because obviously you know i do work with delicious brains but i wouldn't be so vocal about it if I wasn't a user of it and it solved a problem for me. So yeah, it, it's not, it's not sell, sell, sell. It's like, actually this is something that's making my life very easy for hosting sites like my own sites, client sites. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's valuable rather than just throwing, uh, you know, sell, selling at people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, as you say, moving on to the uh, the topic of, of today's podcast, um, it's it's something that um, I want to talk about because it's something I come up again uh, against every month, really, um, with the roadmap I've got on on my plugin. And obviously, you've got this sort of raft of things on the roadmap for spin up, you know, and you must have other roadmaps for the other delicious brains products and and possibly for your your own plugin as well um, and yeah, and talking about how like you said how how we deal with um, prioritizing a roadmap. Um, how you uh, you know kind of get the um, what's the word I'm looking for here? It's it, it, kind of putting your ear to the ground, listening to what your customers or potential customers are telling you, what your users are saying, uh, what they're asking for. How do you prioritize your roadmap around um, you know that kind of thing? And how do you do it when it might be just you, as it as it is my myself, albeit you know as I've mentioned before, I use a, a developer, but essentially I'm I kind of control the roadmap and the, and the um what features i want to work on next and and i essentially just say these are the things we're working on this month and kind of set them to work um but uh, and it and it must be easier i it has to be easier for a, for a slightly larger team but then i suppose if you've got more products you've got more um you know items on your various roadmaps and so maybe it's just the same amount of work uh for a slightly more people you know um so it's i'd be interested to know um how you go about doing that and then i can talk a bit about what what i'm doing and you know i'd love to know if there are better ways of doing it as well yeah i think 
I mean, I, I'm with my own products, definitely flying by the seat of my pants with GitHub issues and you know drowning in in what I think based on you know customers support uh, customer support channels saying oh this is broken or this would be nice can you improve this everything seems to just get an equal weighting in github and it's just a case of if if suddenly there's a critical bug obviously that gets priority but when it comes to features it's very hard personally i think how i deal with it deciding what what goes in um but delicious brains i mean we've got three wordpress plugins and now spin up um and i think for it's been a while, but we've implemented um, kind of a spreadsheet that um, Brad read about on the Bear Metrics blog, which is a SaaS uh, reporting uh, tool for Stripe. So if you if you're running a SaaS business, you can put Bear Metrics on top of it, and it's a really really nice um, metrics dashboard for your Stripe um, payments. But they were using a spreadsheet that they kind of put together. Um, I'll put it in the show notes where they. Uh, the spreadsheet lists the features or that, that feature could be, you know, an improvement or even a bug fix that might not be a critical bug. Um, and then it's given um, a demand rating sort of one to three, one being high, three being low. Um, and then an impact rating. So I think, you know, in their blog post, they talk about this being different company to company because the impact could be, it will increase revenue or it will or whatever so you kind of put your own subjective um quantity to that impact and then a rating for effort so if it's going to be a ginormous feature and it's going to take 20 or you know 20 weeks of developer time or it's going to be a small kind of two-line code fix um you can rate the effort and then there's a calculation based on all of those things that gives it a score and it will then order your features by the score um, so we took this spreadsheet and added, uh, I think we added another column, which either replaced the demand, but kind of um, where we could just keep incrementing based on customer votes. So we've got our support channels, help scout um, for emails. And every time we get, obviously somebody saying, look, when are you gonna, when are you gonna add this feature? Um, so for example, spin up WP at the moment, a lot of people are asking for, um, the ability to when you add a new site before you switch your DNS to point to uh, the server for that live uh, domain, having like almost like a, a a temporary public domain that might be like a, a subdomain of spinupwp.com or whatever. So it would just be like a random string dot whatever, and you can quickly get access to your site on that server, but you don't have to switch your your DNS of your actual final domain yet. Mm-hmm. So we've had a few people just voting for that, either in comments on blog posts or support channels like the Help Scout, and we'll just keep incrementing that demand calc- um, that demand calc uh, count even. Uh, and yeah, we use that spreadsheet, sort of the the that adopted slightly changed spreadsheet on all of our plugins and products. And it, I think over the last sort of two three years, that's proved really really useful. Um, it's not something I've taken into my own um, products at the moment, purely because I guess, yeah, they don't get as much time or my time as they should. And especially in the Instagram plugin, it's kind of feature complete to a point. And so I just am releasing bug fixes and slight improvements as they come up really. So I've, 
I've not, I've not had to think about how to prioritize that roadmap so much. Um, but definitely with the delicious brains plugins, uh, they, yeah. you know, they need, they need that control and level of, um, yeah, level of, I guess, prescription of how we go about it, because otherwise it's a scattergun approach. It's just um, whatever we think is important. And that's a dangerous thing to do, I think, when you, the maker, are deciding on the priority, because it's the same thing, or it's the same concept of, you know, you're building a new plugin or new product, and uh, you go ahead and build it, and then you build it, and there's no audience. Like, you've got, not got any validation that your idea is is um, going to be useful and helpful for other people and other people want to um, use it or buy it. And it's the same with features. If you just think, oh, God, this would be a lovely feature, that I think it would be a great feature, but all your users wouldn't use it, then it's like a waste of your time. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of all the other time that you could be putting into other things. So it's basically let's let's drive this from um our users and what they say um and 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 only kind of go with that really because everything else is could be incorrect and could just put you on a wasted journey this episode is sponsored by integrate the instagram wordpress plugin which automatically creates posts from your instagram images and videos on your wordpress site find out more at integrate.io yeah, I, I agree with that to an to an extent, I think, because ultimately most plugins are born out of a particular desire, usually uh, you know, your your own experience of something. So um best notifications, for example, was was born out of a, a client needed certain um notifications that he, that WordPress doesn't send out, it's like new post published notifications, think updated notifications, things like that. And so that's how that sort of came about. It was one client's need for something. And then I thought, well, this can be more than this. I'm going to build upon that. So we delivered a very small version of that for that one uh, client. And then obviously uh, I made it into a feature plugin and a, a proper, proper plugin and released it on WordPress Talk. But after that, it was like, well, what would I like to see? What what should be here? You know, should this replace WordPress's default, default notification system and all that sort of stuff? And so, to a, to a certain extent, it is always being led, I think, by the the kind of the lead developer or the person that's in charge of that plugin. And um, I think it's important not to lose sight of that, not to lose sight of the reason why you started that plugin or theme or whatever it might be that you're developing um, and have a roadmap for. Um, so that you don't lose sight of, you know, well, this is the thing that I started. And otherwise, if you're just listening to everyone's kind of requests, you do get a kind of too many cooks, you know, uh, sort of solution to a situation where you're trying to, where the, the, someone wants one particular feature that would only be good for them and wouldn't work for everybody else as well. So you, you get, you know, the, the, if I implemented everything that I was ever suggested in my plugin, it would be so diverse and weird that you know it would it would I wouldn't be able to do it. And sometimes saying no to people and saying I'm sorry about that, 
you know, I understand what you want it for and you're welcome to fork it or do whatever you want with it. But ultimately, you know, this is the path that I'm taking it on. This is the path that I want to be on. And that one small thing is, is just going to take it off in a weird strand that I, I don't want to support, don't need to support. It, it might be like compatibility for one plugin that, you know, you look on WP.org and only like 100 people using it or something. Yeah. And you think, you know, I can't, I can't do that. It's not a good um, use of my development time. That being said, sometimes... I found in, in the course of doing the, running my plugin for six years now um, that some people, they, they don't know what they want until they're given it. And I have, I have developed add-ons that people have asked for and then hardly anyone's bought it, like hardly anyone at all. And you think, and, and I gauged it at the time, I thought, no, I'm pretty sure a lot of people would use this and they haven't. And that's not because of the features, because I've included all the features that were either requested or should have been in there, definitely. And I've spent a long time thinking about that, as I do with most things. You know, it's not a, a fly by the seat of my pants, kind of, I'm going to develop this in a night kind of thing and then release it. It's, uh, it's well thought out, usually. It's just how I work. Um, and I put it out there, and it's not a price point either, because it's kind of, you know, it's in amongst the prices of my other add-ons as well, and it just doesn't get bought. And I just think it's the, it's the wrong product. And then sometimes I'll develop something that nobody has asked for, because I think it would be a good idea. It seems like a natural progression of my, of my plugin, or, uh, you know, as a, as a core feature or as an add-on. And it's been like a, a, the bestseller kind of thing. Like the conditional notifications add-on, for example, is my second bestseller. Actually, it might be my first bestseller now. I bet, I bet I check on that. Um, but it's, that's one that I, I came up with the idea for. You know, no one, no one actually asked for that at all. So um, I, think it, I think it really depends. I, and I, th- I think it's important just to not necessarily be led entirely by the market and sometimes just say, no, I know you know, people are asking for this, but I really want to do this or I should be doing that. But at the same time, you shouldn't ignore those things. It's just having that balance of, of kind of listening to what people want and actually delivering what that what they should have, uh, you know, as well, because sometimes what they ask for is necessarily what they what they mean or what they want. What they're actually looking for is a bigger feature that includes mm. that as part of it or something. So it's, um, it's, it, yeah, it, it's just, it's just trying to make sure that you're, um, you're setting expectations and, and people should be, uh, they should be accepting, I think of, of the fact that, you know, this is your thing and you don't have to do everything they ask for just because it's free, just because it's a, you know, on wordpress.org doesn't mean that they have to, uh, they get a say in it. It's, it's not a people's plugin. It's, it's your plugin. If people mm. download and use it, great. If they don't want to, they don't have to. Well, I think, yeah, when you've got a, a freemium plugin model where you've got, you know, that, that big, uh, plugin that's free on wp.org then it, it is it's more difficult because you're coming against that whole thing everyone thinks it's free and they're entitled to support they're entitled to it to do exactly what they want and then yeah it's a lot harder than just a, a, a pre a premium plugin as it were i think you're right though about you you need kind of you need to still have ultimate control over your roadmap and you still need to make executive decisions about well actually they people have said this and that's fine but you know, I'm going to, I need to take it in this direction, not that direction. And, and I think that, you know, we still do that with, um, or we still have that same approach when it comes to kind of, you know, working on milestones for the next release. Um, you know, we've got features, for example, for Migrate DB Pro that are, you know, that they're popular features that have been requested or improvements. Um, but we've kind of taken a step at, at this point in time to, 
work through refactoring some of the 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 code that runs the migrations it's a lot of spaghetti jquery at the moment and pete's um doing some refactoring with, with react to make the and it seems on the face of it it seems almost like a, a developer uh task that you want to do just because it's new and shiny but actually there's a lot of value behind taking something that is very very hard to maintain because it's spaghetti jquery um and it's really, really difficult to add new features to because it's so um, convoluted and horrible. And taking it apart, refactoring it, shaping it in something that is going to be much easier going forward to improve and add to. And then, mm -hmm. you know, giving you a platform to go ahead and make all these improvements that have been requested. So, you know, at some point, you've got to make a hard decision and say, right, well, the next release is going to be a refactor. That probably means there's not going to be many improvements in there. And it's going to take some time. It's going to take some man manpower. But the reason why you're doing it is because it's going to make things a lot easier in the future. Um, so, yeah, we've definitely got that executive decision-making process. Um, but going back to your point of where, you know, the, the one person requests some compatibility for, you know, some obscure plugin, that's where the spreadsheet comes in really handy because, you know, their, their feature will be marked with a count of one for the vote. Mm -hmm. And therefore, it will never get done if you work on that process because only one person wants it. So it's not going to come up high enough in the list for you to start taking it and actually acting on it. So it's quite good to have that. And then eventually, those kind of very, very low requests can just get taken off and not even, you know, not even clogging up your issues list on GitHub or whatever because, you know, if one person asks for it, it's not that actually that valuable. And as you say, they can just go fork it or, or even because we've had the issue with offload media where there was a lot of compatibility with other plugins and certain amount of work was made to offload media to allow other people to build the compatibility if they want, because the filters, the actions are all there uh, ready for them to do, but we're not going to mm -hmm. go ahead and spend time building compatibility for a plugin that isn't that popular or, you know, isn't specific or is specific to a person's needs but they can have the tools to go and do it themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And, and actually just, just a, a follow on point from what I was saying before and, and kind of what you're saying about, you know, spreadsheet and, you know, ranking things. If you were to ignore everything that people say to you, uh, you'd be leaving money on the table as well, which if you're doing this as a side business or even as, you know, with delicious brains, that is their business, you know, um, mm then uh, you'd be foolish to, to do that. So I think, you know, like I said, it's just about being having the balance. You were saying about the spreadsheet as well. Well, I, I use Trello for, um, for kind of organizing my roadmap. And I've just added that you've got power, is it power-ups or add-ons on Trello? Uh, yeah, add voting, can't you see it? Yeah, you can have voting power-ups. Yeah, so on the power-ups, I've added two cu uh, custom fields power-up and I've added uh, a, what have I done, what have I done? effort and priority which is what you were saying earlier so yeah i can i can kind of just weigh it all up based on that and i think that's good um and and that'll be a very useful thing to have and you can have a display on the front of the uh the card in trello as well so that you can kind of see you know visually whether or not you need to um what you need to kind of work on next and everything so i think that actually be a really helpful addition um so yeah so it's yeah, thanks for prompting me to do that. Um, yeah, the uh, going going to to what you were saying about um, your own plugin 
because obviously your your plugin to an extent is somewhat beholden on Instagram's API, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So does your roadmap account for things like that? So if, for example, they, and I, and I, you're left, you're probably much better in, in the know because of your plugin than I am. But as far as I know, they changed their API. Was it last year or this year? And it, they limited it quite significantly. Is that right? Uh, yeah. So that was back end of uh, last year. Okay. Um, well, it's, been, it's actually been happening a bit longer than that. They've been deprecating ever since April in 2018. Okay. They've been restricting, and I guess this is based on a, you know, a, a privacy aspect, but probably more than likely due to Facebook taking over Instagram and, and doing stuff that is now, they're focusing their API on business Instagram accounts. Right. Um, push for their business model, which is fine. Um, so yeah, the, the, the Instagram API and my plugin used to be you could connect your Instagram account and you could post your images. You could post anybody's images with a hashtag. So, you know, if you're a, a restaurant, for example, and people are constantly hashtagging your business, you could just oh, yeah. show all of those photos from customers and you can do it based on location and you could just post somebody else's. If they were a public account, you could post their images on your site as long as you had you know, an Instagram account that you connected to. And that has all been kind of uh, chipped away. And the only API left is, is basically your content. So you can only go on, you can only now connect my plugin or connect the account in the plugin and say, right, post my images. You can filter your images by a hashtag. You can filter other things as well. But it's now a very, very simple API. And, and that is changing still, I think, because they've gone to move to this Facebook graph, graph Q API, I think, that's the, but only for business accounts. So, yeah, I mean, that has impacted um, the work I've had to do on the plugin because, to be honest, the last few um, versions or the last dozen versions have been either deprecating features on the plugin because Instagram API, as I said, didn't support them anymore or fixing bugs due to Instagram's API. Um, so yeah, there's not been a huge amount of added features or improvements. Uh, and that's just because the, yeah, the plugin is in a funny situation where it's, it's beholden to a, a, you know, a third party service. And I've written about the issues behind that before, because it is, you know, it's great you've got this, these services that provide APIs and you can do lots of things with them. But if you build your business tied around it, then um, you can be quite quickly left high and dry when they make changes. Um, mm. So yeah, the, there's, there's been, my releases have just been um, having to react to changes really. So for the last year, I, I haven't, I haven't sort of been in the same place, I guess you are with, uh, better notifications where you are thinking about improving and going forward with features um, because you know to be frank I half expect by the end of this year or end of next or start of next year that my plugin will become obsolete depending on what the Instagram API does mm. um, so yeah it's it, but then it's it's hard because it's even with that I tried to find the time to prioritize features I think even if you know it had a it had a long future ahead of it, I would still find it hard, and I think I'd be um, I'd be working off this kind of spreadsheet and perhaps hiring help to implement the top of the list. 
Yeah. So did you have to remove a lot of items from your or items from your roadmap uh, when they made uh, or announced the changes or made the changes to the API? Did that have an impact yeah. on how much you had to do? It wasn't. Yeah. I mean, the roadmap of what could be done in the future probably was slightly impacted, but it was just a case of yeah removing existing features. So mm -hmm. it was yeah taking code out, removing stuff, putting deprecated notices in the plugin if you were using. Um, you know, if you'd already connected your account and you were posting all images with a certain hashtag, that was just not going to work anymore and to give people notices about it. So, yeah, it's been it's been an interesting um, experience, really, because I think when you build a plugin for, with better notifications, of course, you know, you're reliant on WordPress, but that's the same with any plugin, but you're not reliant on anything else. So your plugin development rope map is always on an up curve because you can always add more to it whereas i've yeah. literally been stripping away at it um removing features so it's it's been a strange period definitely yeah i'm just curious because uh, about pricing around that because for example you, you know if i improve an add-on then there's more to an add-on than was originally mm -hmm. released so say you release for sake of argument an add-on at 30 pounds or 30 dollars whatever it might be and then you add features over the course of a year by the end of the year you're well within your right in my opinion to put the price of that add-on up because you're adding it's more feature rich than it was a year previous yeah. so it should yeah. be worth more to more people and it should be you know and you should be compensated for that in the terms of how, how much it costs to, to for someone to buy it so that add-on is say now worth 35 dollars 35 pounds if um, if you're removing features, have you lowered the price, or have you left it where it is? I'm just—I don't know if that's an awkward question. I just thought it's worth asking. No, it's a good question actually. And no, yeah, you're right. Um, in actual fact, I've not changed the pricing at all, but I've also never changed it since the day it was released, pretty much. So the way I'm kind of viewing it at the moment is the the value you're getting still is um is is you know comparable to what you're shelling out for the plugin and you know the, the personal license for a one site is 35 dollars which in terms of today's plugin market is low yeah. i think um so i yeah I, I i'm kind of i think my conscious conscience is clear when it comes to pricing and you know the, the decreased value but i think people are still buying the plugin and finding uses from it. Um, perhaps not the same uses, but you know, there's still um, quite a lot of control you can do with your own images. And there's, um, you know, people have company accounts that they want to post from, but yeah, no, and that is, I mean, it's hard. And, uh, you know, I've kind of been thinking about this for a long time because like I said earlier, that there is a case that this will be redundant and it will be wound down. And if, Instagram suddenly decide to shut that API down or give a firm date of shutting down. What do I do with sales? Do I, do I keep selling up until that time? Like it's very, very hard to, when you, when you know you're on the clock for this. Um, so yeah, I'm sure I'll have more thoughts in the, near the end of the year and perhaps we'll cut, we'll revisit the discussion. Um, but yeah. in answer to the question, yeah, the, the prices have stayed the same, but they're low.
Yeah, no, yeah. sure. And I suppose if other plugins that do a similar sort of thing, because there are a few, aren't there, Instagram uh, plugins with, you know, free and pro versions or even just a pro, you know, there is no free version. It's just the plugin and it's sold. Um, if they all st- do the same sort of thing and then you normalize the price for that kind of plugin at that, that with that functionality as well. So um, if they're not rising or falling, then you're all about the same and, you know, and that becomes what it is, I guess. So mm. um that's right as well. So looking at, um, I'm looking at my uh, roadmap at the moment and I don't publicize this because I like the ability to change things. So if I said to someone, this should be coming this year and some of those features I've said a couple of years ago as well, I said to people, oh yeah, that should be coming this year. But then other things come up, you know, a new version of WordPress comes out and you need yeah. to Compatibility for it, so that could wipe you out for a month or something. If you're one person, um, if you're, um, you know, you suddenly have a better idea and you want to put that in place, uh, you know, you retain full control over the over the roadmap, and rather than letting people kind of vote on stuff, I think there is a place for letting people vote on stuff. But I almost think that that it's, it's a final, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. But I think it should be a small subset. So you should almost say like, my roadmap has I don't know thirty items on it, and I'm going to give people the right to vote on five of them, so that they can prioritize one of those five. Because I genuinely don't know what to do next. Or uh, you know, there are five big features that you want to see. You can have two of them this year, two of them next year, or something like that. Uh, they're going to take months to do. Which ones do you want first, and let them vote on those kinds of things. So there is a there is an a, there is an argument for letting people vote on things. Um, but like you said with your spreadsheet, just kind of mentally keeping track or keeping track in a you know how much effort does it take, how much priority should you you know kind of give to it, um, kind of lets you gauge you know uh, if, if if someone asks for something or people ask for things you know say 20 times in one month and you can you can mark it down every time uh and then go okay well people are really asking for this feature so i should prioritize that and you can you they're kind of voting for it but behind the scenes you're you're then changing it based on their vote and they don't necessarily know about it so i think there's an argument for voting and in kind of um, in that respect as well, uh, even if you're keeping them at arm's length from all the features on your roadmap. Um, so, I mean, for example, this is like a little sneak peek, I guess, not that it's much of anything, um, but I'm almost finished with the digest add-on for both notifications of WordPress, and that's been in development for about a month, and it's been on my roadmap since, and because Trello tells you when you put things on. 30th of December, 2014. So that's oh, wow. how long some of these things actually take. And that's something I put on there. My first note was send out a queue of notifications at a specified time and as a single email. This would be good for low-cost hosts who impose strict limits on the number of emails being sent per hour. So that was the idea. That was the, the basic idea for it. And then I fleshed it out since. And uh, again, just sidelining because we're great at that. Um, it's going to allow you to choose a daily uh an hourly daily weekly or monthly schedule for sending out notifications so um it, you can't set up specific times because uh you know the wordpress cron isn't reliable enough for sending out stuff at specific times but uh it will send it out you know once an hour or once a day or whatever it might be that you set it to so um 
fantastic. It's been working really well. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting that out. But you can see how long sometimes these things last on the roadmap. So my, my issue I've been recently is that I've now got nine, I think, add-ons with this one. Uh, when this comes out, I'll have nine add-ons out and I've got the free core plugin. And so my roadmap is pretty big. Um, mm. I've got a list for possible core improvements. I say, you know, the free core plugin, that's what I kind of call it. Um, a list of possible premium add-ons, a list of definite premium add-ons, which is pretty long, uh, and improvements to each one of the add-ons that I've got out at the moment. And then I've got a list of definite improvements uh, that I want to make to the free core ad, uh, free core plugin, plugin, and then what I'm doing for the next few months, what's in progress, what's ready for testing, what's awaiting documentation, and what's complete. And it literally moves from left to right. You know, it's this classic Trello Kanban kind of you know way of laying everything out, and it works pretty well. I'm not looking for changing how I manage my roadmap. The only thing I'm having difficulty is, is prioritizing stuff. So for example, one of the highly requested features that I've got is I've got a plugin for custom fields. So if you want to include custom field uh, data in your email notifications, you can get the custom fields add on uh, and then you can, it comes with a new short code, which allows you to put in information. But there's two issues with that. Firstly is, sorry, it's not two issues with that. There's one, one thing that people would really like is at the moment, it just spits out what's ever stored in the database. So ACF will obviously do some, um, you know, uh, prettying up of the data. So it will say like you can store an image ID. You can set it when you're setting up your field uh, group and your field uh, properties, you can say, right, this is an image field, and I want to store the ID of that image. Uh, that's the only information I want out of it. I don't want the object. I don't want the URL. That's all I want. But then, obviously, you can use a WordPress function to get the image from that ID, and then for that allows you to get the image size as well, where, say, the image URL wouldn't allow you to do that from ACF or another custom fields plugin. So obviously if you include that custom field, it will just spit out a, an image ID. It won't spit out the image URL or whatever. So one of the things I really want to do is, is say to people, right, this is the custom field, uh, meta key. This is uh, the value will be an ID or a URL or a object, whatever. And then this is the thing that I want you to do with it. So then that way you've got a bit more control over, you know, getting the information out of the database and storing that. So that's a highly requested feature that I really want to do. But that has been on, um, where's that? Uh, I'm just trying to find it now. Change output format. When did I do that? That's been on there since 19th of June, 2017. And that's a highly requested feature. Uh, and uh, I also want to do it so that you can you can currently trigger a custom field updated notification, which is a new notification type you get with this add-on. So if a custom field changes in a post, you can say, right, if the text field, custom field changes, send out this notification. So it's really good and you can, and you can bulk them. So you can say, right, if a custom field, if the text or the number or the, you know, um, telephone number you are um, fields change send out this notification so it's quite a good way of kind of you don't have to update a whole post or send out a post updated notification you can send out just this notification but what would be nice is that change it so you could say i want to send out this notification once this custom field is updated but only if the value is this so if the telephone number 
you know, is added. Oh, a telephone number is probably a bad example, but, um, you know, you could have a post with a drop down. If the value is five, send out the notification, that kind of thing. And that's been a highly requested feature as well for ages. And I get so many people asking for that. That's 31st of May, 2017. And I mean, we're nearly two years on. And to me, that feels like a new, brand new thing that I should be developing. That's, that feels like new to me. I actually found one this morning. I can't find it now. I just tidied up my roadmap this morning, just um, coincidentally, nothing to do with this, this podcast. And mm. uh, I found something from 2013 in there. And uh, some of these things as well, they become redundant because you've either implemented it or implemented it in a different way, or no one else has asked for it, or WordPress has moved on to a different version that makes it completely redundant. Like because we're using the block editor, it might mean that you know that no longer that feature is no longer a requirement anymore, or whatever it might be. So um, you know the the roadmap is is likely to change, and I've archived tons of stuff that you know we don't need anymore. But it just takes so long, and you know when you're dealing with nine add-ons and the free core plugin trying to prioritize development is really really hard for one person and i in fact it, it to the point where recently i've said to people i know i said this was going to be here last year but these are the reasons why uh you know i'm one i'm one person managing the roadmap i've got one developer working on it i can do some development myself and whenever i do whenever i can i do do it and then there's other stuff as well isn't there there's there's home life you know we had we were um we spent the, the last half of last year kind of doing bits and pieces and, you know, planning garden office and stuff in, in prep for having another baby. This year is spent having another baby, you know, and all these other things in life get in the way as well and take your pro- mental headspace, and your, your priority in your head over what you should be doing in your life. And a lot of the time, I think it's difficult to try and work out what you want to prioritize, not just in life, but also in the different aspects of your life. So if I said, right, I've got, two children and I've got my house and improvements I want to do to my house and I've got my main business and I've got my side business, which is my plugin. Um, and then I've got any other hobbies and things like that and how you prioritize all those things. And then in each detail, you kind of prioritize each one of those things and you might have, you, you kind of have your roadmaps for individual parts of your life. Don't you? Like we bought yeah. our house a few years ago, three years ago, this June and we have been slowly doing it up and painting it and carpeting it and doing all the things we wanted to do to it and things that needed doing to it, not just things we want to do to it. And we have a kind of a rough roadmap for that. Yes, it's not planned out like we do in our kind of work lives, but we have that. And, you know, it's, it's difficult enough, I think, planning out your own home life, let alone um, your your business stuff. And I, I think arguably my, my WordPress plugin as well is far more um, planned out than say my actual business, which is, uh, you know, it's not done by the seat of my pants, you know, far, far from it actually, but it's, it feels a lot more like that because I haven't got these things written down and planned out. And um, I think, yeah, trying to try and prioritize all, all of this stuff, let alone one aspect of it, and then explain that to customers and, and users of your plugin can be can be really challenging sometimes and you've got to hope you got have the right customers and the right users that understand hey look i'm i've just had a baby so i'm kind of like you know development on my plugin is just the second thing at least that i'm thinking about at the moment um i know you've got an issue or i know you've got a fatal error or whatever it is i'll get to it you know but it's it's going to take a little while and when you're one person that can be stressful you know challenging and 
yeah, trying to trying to prioritize all that stuff is is really difficult. I've said that. A few I think times. It, <laughs> no, but I think it's it's true, especially when you're like a one man and with the plugin. And I think this is definitely worth a topic to talk about again it, because it is stressful when you you know you've got users who have got bugs and it's you know critically affecting their site but you're on holiday or you've just got a new baby or whatever and you know adding pressure to you but you know the 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 money we make from our plugins isn't enough to fund our life completely to then put the same amount of effort into it it's a side project you know we'd love it to to turn over a million dollars a year but it just doesn't happen so therefore it's hard to justify the effort that is needed to kind of please everybody um yeah i I definitely struggle with that as well and and the biggest thing i struggle with is is responding to support on time because my plugins take a very like similar to you very very low priority when it comes to main work family and all the other things that um kind of a more important especially when it comes either to monetary value so yeah I, i i i feel I feel your pain. Yeah, but. I, actually, we haven't even touched on support, but you know, yeah, prioritizing support as well. You know that the more support you have to deal with, uh, the more it removes you from working on your roadmap and working on the plugin directly or the theme directly, whatever it is that you you know you have a roadmap for. Um, I, I deal with pro. I, I have um, I use Zapier, which I said I think I've said before for connecting all the APIs together. And it's just so easy to kind of do and use that I like that. And I've said before that I like kind of GUIs and things like that. So it, for me, it's a really good way of visually kind of putting something together very quickly and getting two services connected. So I have basically all my support comes in as a new to-do item in my to-do app, which is Todoist. Um, I have priority support and it appears as a red label as well, which I, as soon as it comes in, I see it and more or less within sort of 15 minutes, I'm dealing with it. Um, I've then got any pre-sales um questions uh, as well and that comes in and that's usually like orange or something in, in kind of priority level in to do it and then i've got uh free support as well um and all these things come in more or less instantly um however i tend to deal with support requests first uh, free plug-in support requests first thing in the morning every morning i i don't usually look at it more than once a day these days um uh, priority support and pre-sales that you're usually you know nearly instantaneous or or as close to as i can i can get and i've got it set as well because zapier allows to delay things if anything comes in at the weekend because i use my to-do list for for all things not just work related stuff it's home stuff on there as well and repeating things like trying to remember to do this or like home related tasks um if it, if it comes in from anywhere from sort of 12 o'clock on a Friday afternoon up until midnight on Monday morning, uh, it won't, it will hold it and then send it to me first thing on Monday morning or buffer it for that amount of time so that I don't have it bother me or in my head or something over the weekend as well. Um, but that's nice. Yeah, it is nice and it's good. And I've done that with my emails as well. Now I've got a thing going out that says basically, Send, an, send me an email and if your email isn't on this kind of white list that I've set in Zapier after 12 o'clock on a, which I think it's 12.30 on a Friday, they get an email say, I'm not in until Monday now. If you want to send a follow-up, you can. Just don't, please don't send too many and it just lets people know that you're not ignoring them and that's really mm. useful. 
again, that's a side. But um, I think that the key to reducing the amount of support and therefore are giving you more time that it sort of facilitates you having more time to work on your roadmap and work on your plugin is having good documentation. And I mean, really good documentation, even if it's chatty documentation, anything is better than nothing when it comes to documentation, I think. And if you can yeah. do videos or GIFs or anything like that to help get your point across, that works really well, I find. In fact, I haven't got nearly enough of that. And that in itself takes up a lot of time but it will save you bucket loads in in the long run. It really will. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd like to talk more about support stuff and, you know, running running a side project as a one-person. Um, I think that's definitely got some legs for another chat. It was um, actually the subject of my WordCamp Bristol 2017 talk, how to run your WordPress plugin as a side business was the title. Oh, nice. Oh, well, let's let's definitely revisit that because, yeah, if if I have to start a new plugin when Instagram the Instagram one dies, then perhaps I'll I'll start with you know from a position of knowledge and power. So yeah, yeah, well, absolutely. I hope I hope others find that useful as well, and definitely check out that spreadsheet. I'll pop it in the show notes, um, the link to to the article because that has changed you know how we do it and i think for the better but yeah again it's whatever works it is whatever works i think i think ultimately it was a really open-ended question and i don't think we really provided any answers other than personal experience i guess and kind of what we're doing but ultimately i haven't found a better way other than to just review it all i suppose that's I, that's my conclusion i suppose you should kind of leave with one but yeah i i haven't found another way to prioritize roadmap other than to review it every once in a while try and stay on top of uh, you know user requests try and prioritize those a bit and try and and try and feel what what's right to you as well because it's all very well listening to everyone else all the time but if it doesn't sit well with you somewhere then uh, then listen to that and and do that and um yeah hopefully it just allows you to to do that and and never you know hire beyond your means to be able to get all these things out because it probably won't be worth it mm. yeah indeed well it's good to chat anyway and um this was episode 10 by the way it was episode 10 yeah 10 episodes yeah. how about that yeah nice well here's to many more and we'll speak in a couple of weeks yeah sounds good all righty well i hope you've all found this useful I guess. Cool. Take care. <laughs> we'll do. And you. See you later. Bye.